fat. Absolutely. It was just fat ankles. Right? It's fat. They're, yeah, it's when they're so, it's when the calf turns into the ankle and you can't see the bone sticking out. So it's just kind of like a knee. It's a fat ankle. <coughs> yeah. But yeah, isn't cankle like supposed to be like knee ankle? It might be. I could be wrong. No. Pardon a cankle is when the calf turns into the ankle. Oh, that, that makes so much more sense. Because knee, knee, the the K is silent to knee. Why would I ever think that it was knee ankle? That's stupid. Did you actually think it was knee ankle? I just never, I'd never thought about it. So that's the first thing that popped in my head. I thought, oh, must be the K from knee. (laughs) Well, on that note, uh, welcome to Ginger and the Beef, the podcast where we get sad news. We accept it like men and we cry our asses off. I'm your saddened beefy D, but I've got my best buddy Isaac to cheer me up. What's up? I'm gonna I'm gonna cheer you right up, man. I know you are. You always do. Yeah. Usually involves uncomfortable things, but that's okay. We make it through every time. <laughs> Look, long eye contact. <laughs> long session. Yeah, we we have staring contests. Blinking's okay, but if you turn your eyes away, you get punched in the arm. And you have to make After your you... eyes as 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 <laughs> sultrous as possible. Is that a word? Yeah. Well, it was funny. I was going to say sultry the moment you said sultrous. So, hey, great minds, right? You know. Thinking like, anyway, cheers, buddy. Cheers. Cheers. Ding for you. Ding. Yeah. We're we're not in each other's homes today. We're we're on the internet, but that's okay. We're still joining everyone else. So that makes life fun. No, I'm I'm sad. I'm assuming you know why. Because one of the bands that we both listened to our entire lives just and who still put out good music just broke up. Well, I gotta stop you there. I can't say that I've listened to that band my entire life. Well, since you were a fucking, since you your formative years. Yes, I was. Yes, yeah. I have. But I have been listening to them for quite some time, and I'd say the most sad part, the saddest of the parts, is that it's not a very good ending to the band. No, it's like a it. It's pure drama. It's hundred percent. It's an awkward breakup. Yeah, between and we're all witnessing between most of the band and one other person in the band who happens to be brothers with one of the guys in most of the band and happens to be the lyricist and lead singer. Yeah, so they're done, and I I I kind of suspected because they did before Christmas they put out that drama that the the, the drama started right, mm-hmm. and then they did their big Christmas show, and then we haven't seen anything since then, and. Obviously, that's why. So, yep. They, uh, I didn't realize they were like, and then now we see they're fucking. He's throwing the what's it called, the affidavit or whatever it's called on the on the internet, Keith Buckley, and they're they're like, it's kind of airing dirty laundry, but it's just he's giving his side, and that's fair enough. We didn't we didn't even mention the band name. It's every time I die, for those oh, that yeah. I Sorry. didn't pick up on the. It completely Sorry. indirect description of what we were talking about. Uh, the two of us knew, ev- so fuck everyone. Every time I die, <laughs> and probably everybody that listens to this, but every time I die, the band, they're like, what, 23 years they've been a band together? Something like that. The lead singer and the twenty years, and one of the guitarists are brothers. Uh, they've been in this band for quite some time together, and they are no longer in a band together because they broke up. So... That's that. How, how many times have you seen every time? Like, I think well, if you recall last year, we did a show where we talked about our favorite shows, favorite concerts. And I'm pretty sure every time I die was on both of our lists multiple times. 
Of course. How many times? How many times did you see them? Um, was it two, three, something like that? No, no, no. I've seen him with you twice. I've no three seen, times. Um, probably six times. I'd say okay. six times. I've seen them twice at Republic. I saw them uh, once, maybe twice at the ballroom and you slash Mac Hall. I think I saw him at oh, Mac yeah. Hall and the ballroom. Um, saw him at Warp Tour once and maybe twice. I think I saw them twice at Warp Tour. Um, which you know, rest in peace, Warp Tour. Uh, we'll yeah, get into know. that. In yeah, a sec. I think that I think yeah. So let's say five. Let's say five. Five times. Five. Yeah, five is a good number. Mine, mine, I think was three or four. I can't remember. Sometimes it's all a blur. I don't know if I'm pretty sure I saw them at Warp Tour. See, like I'm almost a hundred percent positive. But I, I did. I watched two shows specifically with you. We went to the Republic once. Oh no, we went to. I saw them in Kelowna. We went to the Kelowna. Yeah, yeah. so that's six times. Um, also. That's not a lot of times to see a band, but remember we live in Canada and they are like, yeah, a, they don't... they're like a, they're like a Buffalo band. So they're not a lot of, they're not a lot of visits to Canada, um, for those kinds of bands. No, they, they came to Canada like once, unless they were on warp tour or something, they came to Canada once every two years, probably. And then it was less in the last five years. Yeah. Well, um, obviously the last two, there's been, I didn't say two, I said five. I know. But I'm saying in the last two, there's been fucking nothing That's true. Uh, up here. So, but yeah, they like, I'm pretty sure on, ta- I think Taylor was there for that concerts, right? He was talking about that with us. Yeah. Except for the Republic one where he couldn't go to it. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I'm pretty sure his favorite, one of his favorite concerts was Every Time I Die. Definitely the Republic show was my favorite Every Time I Die show. They just put Might on. Might have been one of my favorite shows. They just put on such a good show. And, and, you know, these guys are like late thirties, early forties now, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Late thirties, early forties. Probably probably forties. They're um like killer band. They just they're a touring band. They never they never strayed from their style. Like they never um what do you call it? Like changed maybe for the for for the not so good. Like some bands uh I feel like they progress, but they progress away from their founding genre. Uh every time I die never did that. They stuck with their genre. And they just kept on getting better and better at it. And I feel like almost every album basically got better with the exception of maybe one or two. Uh, and then they toured. Like they I put a they put agree. an album out and they would tour. And they put an album out and they would tour. And it was just like, they're just monsters. And it just kind of sucks that they're breaking up on on bad terms. But Absolutely. the way she goes, they, I guess, uh... you know. They, and they and that was it. That's why they came here every couple of years because they put out an album and then they tour and they don't only come here on one tour, like on their, you know, album release, but it'd be like their fifth album release tour, if you know what I mean. Yeah. They did the first one, which is like a North America tour, and then they'd go to Europe for a bit and then Australia and then they'd come to Canada, slide slide a little Canada action in. Um, It's funny. I just Googled every time I die and the first thing that pops up is a CNN article like fuck CNN, but. <laughs> Still, they're big, right? <laughs> Everyone knows who CNN is, CNN is, and it's like every time I die, band splits, and it's a whole article on it right at the top of the list. Yeah, there's a um, ton of like that's the top. Well, I mean, I guess it does filter for top stories immediately, so it would just be like the most recent shit. But uh, yeah, they're they were like they were like probably one of the biggest quote unquote underground um, bands, I'd say, 
in in my knowledge anyways they weren't like the mainstream bands where they can just sell out stadiums and shit but they were like a hardcore touring band where they would still tour in like a fucking van and a trailer even after doing it for 15 to 20 years they would just ride around in a van and a trailer um but they had a crazy fan base crazy big fan base um solid solid track record for albums and and a, and, a, you... and a long list of past members. So I give my two 100%. cents. Let's say, <laughs> let's, let's just disclaimer. When you see, when I see most bands, if I see if I look at a, a band and I don't know any better and I see a ton of fucking past members, I almost immediately lose interest. Cause that to me just sounds like, Oh, they just change their sound all the time or they can't get along or whatever. Um, every time I die, I had a, had a history for a long time of just changing bassists. They would just change yeah. their bassist. Like every every tour or album, they would change their bassist. But, you know, for the, for the first little while, I think it was probably for reasons that no one will ever know. But the last little while, they started getting like, I don't know. Um, same with drummers. Sorry, drummers too. Um, but they, they had six bassists in their time. They had six bassists. The, was, there, was he their first or second bassist, the one they have now? Third, he was their third bassist. Uh, he was their third bassist. Yeah, Stephen Michini. M- I don't know how to say. It. I don't know. Really? Hmm. I thought he was like their second. Either way, I'm, I'm on Wik- I'm on Wikipedia. There, he's their second on on recorded albums. So I guess okay. yes, he's their second. So they the last couple drummers they had, they had a couple really good drummers. They had um, uh, oh fuck, what's his name again? Uh, Daniel Davison from he was from at least notably for me, Norma Jean. Yeah. He also toured and recorded with Under Oath, I think. Am I right? Yeah. He did that one album with them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, Wicked the drummer. And he did, he did, a, he did an album with them and then toured, I think. And then he needed to go on with his life. Older guy ish kind of. He did, he did an EP and an album. I'm just, I'm looking it up. So I'll give you the facts. Oh, okay. So I'll just like poorly deliver the information and then you can give it accurately. Um, Ryan, no, I'll just, I'm just going to build up your story. Okay. You know deal. I mean? Bolster that yeah. bitch. Uh, yeah. Ryan legs legger. That was his nickname, right? Legs. Yeah. Legs. He, uh, I think he recorded two albums with the band and then he uh, left. I don't know why. I don't know why any of these people left the band to be honest, but I think it was just mostly like mature reasons. Maybe like he did, he did two, just like you said, he came in and I don't know if you remember this one. Um, 2010, which album was that? I'm just. I got to skip between discography and members. New Junk? 2010, New Junk. So Rat Boy, the original drummer, he recorded New Junk, and then Legger came in before they even started touring it. Like Rat Boy finished the recording and then was done. Mm-hmm. So that's when he came in. So he came in right off that, but he I don't think he recorded it. Maybe he did. I don't know. Maybe he retracked it. They probably did. I don't, I don't remember, but I do Doesn't remember matter. that I think like Rat Boy – he was his what was his Michael Novak was his name is his name yeah uh he's a good drummer wicked drummer he was in the band for a long time um he left and recorded an album and then didn't tour and then left the band and Legger came in and was wicked drummer and played that album toured that album and then he recorded what was the next one they did X Lives yeah so he recorded X Lives and that was like a totally different drum sound to that band that or that album sorry um 
I felt like his it, his it was. style was like w- drastically different from Novak's, but it was really really good. I think I I honestly think that their current drummer uh, was his name Clayton something. Is that his current their current drummer Clayton? Yeah, Clayton Holyak. Yeah, he. Whatever. I think he might be the best the best recording drummer with them. Like I think that his style and the way they've recorded the album with the, did he record just the last album with them or did he record the one previously? No, just the last one. Okay. So low teens was before radical low teens was, was Daniel Davison. That's right. So, um, I think Daniel Davison and, uh, Clayton, their current drummer or most recent drummer, I should say probably my two favorite albums that they did for drums. In my opinion, humble opinion. Fair enough. I, 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 and I, it's hard. I didn't like at first, I didn't like hot damn when I was a young kid. All my friends loved it. I didn't, I didn't get it at the time. And then when uh, gutter phenomenon came out, then I started to appreciate that album. And then I went back and then I really enjoyed hot damn. And now it's one of my favorites. Yeah. I, um, I, th- I think like album wise. Yeah. Like I, 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 I'd say like currently my favorite albums are there two more rec- most recent albums just for the maturity of the sound of it? I think that they just kind of really found their true, like they just got better at everything. They got better at their guitars. They got better at their lead vocals. They got better at drums. They got better at bass. Like, I think it just got those two albums were just their best albums. Uh, however, there might not be my favorite albums. I think, I think that gutter and hot damn are probably my two favorite every time I die albums just for the like nostalgia of the songs they put out on them. Um, yeah. But I think they're oh, best. The, the albums. songs on those, like, like, sorry, sorry to cut you off. No when, worries. when we're at their show or when, we, when, whenever we were at their show, when they played songs from gutter or, or hot damn, it was like, everyone just went fucking nuts. Yeah. Every time. Like they were, they were so good. I, I loved new junk too. That was after Keith kind of did that he did the training on his voice. So it was kind of different vocal style on that one than it was on the previous ones. Yeah. Had a little bit more singing and a little bit more screaming, like kind of differentiated versus just yelling the whole time. Does that make sense? It definitely, I think it changed. It was starting to change for big dirty. They definitely had them like much more mature vocals for big dirty. Um, and like a lot, I don't know how I'm not like, I never know how to like, I never learned how to read music or, you know, dissect like the parts of, of songs or whatever. But for me, big dirty was, um, I guess like they're a cleaner, like they cleaned up their sound, even though it was still the same genre, if, if that makes any sense. And then, yeah. and then new junk, it was kind of like a transition from that. And I don't think it was better than dirty, a big dirty. I like big dirty better than new junk, although it was really good. And then from there, like X lives, I feel like, X lives in, uh, what's the other one after that? One? Parts unknown. Oh yeah, from Parts Unknown. Um, those those two, are the two Legger albums. Yeah, those two albums were really good, but I feel like they were just like almost necessary to get them to low teens and radical, if that makes sense. Hundred percent. I I get that. There's I feel that way. I, I, they're totally different bands, but I'm going to compare them for a second. I feel the same way about everything you've kind of listed about every time I die is the Black Dahlia murder, but their met their death metal versus, you know, hardcore, whatever you'd call these yeah. guys. But the reason I'm saying they're very similar is obviously they only have the three main members still. Yeah. Um, 
same thing as every time I die. They have that core guys. The songwriters are still there. Um, they had a an a area in between where they were going through a few members where there was a couple albums that just didn't hit the same. And then they've kind of fixed that with their newer albums that, you know, that they had on their old ones and their third or fourth are kind of the, the epitome of it. Yeah. That's when Shannon Lucas was their drummer. He changed their style to yeah. what it is today and it changed it for the better. Dude, Shannon um, Lucas watching Shannon Lucas play drums is like almost the most satisfying thing ever. Yeah. Just oh, watching him sure. like, because Shannon Lucas is, uh, you have to watch, if you're listening to this, YouTube, Shannon Lucas, Black Dahlia Murder, and watch him play drums. It is so satisfying. Just saying. Very yeah. sa- their new drummer is not as fun to watch, but he's he's a good, like, he writes good drum parts. Yeah. And I don't know what it is, but, like, it's hard to describe, maybe because you and I are both have played drums in the past, but th- it's it's true, though. Like, there's some drummers that are, like, really fucking good at drums. But they don't have like that's that style or that pizzazz when you watch them play drums. Yeah, you know there's I mean? you know what I mean? A hundred percent. I a hundred percent understand. That's like there's two drummers right now that are my favorite drummers. Um, Luke Holland is one because he's got that pizzazz and style and he can play like anything. He's unreal. And then the other one is Chris, I don't know his last name, but he played the drums on the on the new I Am Abomination album and he's he just put out his own solo album and he that I've sent you a video the other day of him doing a duet, a drum duet with another guy. Yeah. I didn't know that was he's, the guy from I am, I am abomination. Yeah. He's the guy who did that album. He's, he's amazing at drums just, and he's got good style the way he plays and everything. Anyway, that's boring for everyone else. Um, who cares, man? <laughs> no, I know cares, it's, it's true. So the other thing that every time I die and black daily murder have in common is that, their DVDs essentially changed my life of how I appreciated mu- music. Okay, pause. <laughs> I. You just knew your dogs were going to go nuts. I think my dog, one of my. I think one of my dogs is howling upstairs, and the other one lost her shit and tried to run upstairs, but it's uh, not carpet so it's loud anyways um <laughs> what were we talking about what was the word i was saying the saying? dvds change so right shit happens and majesty the every the black dial murder dvd and the every time i die one okay so changed how i appreciated music and we, what they did we need in honor of every time i die we need to have a night where we get together we have some beers and we watch shit happens and fuck yeah cry and laugh and maybe get a buzz I'm a hundred percent in. Let's let's do it. So that was a that was a DVD that came out in two thousand six. Holy yeah. fuck! I'm old. Came out the same year I graduated <laughs> high school. That's crazy. I, I'm so I'm I'm honestly shocked that that's when it came out. So that what that's what the, changed it with it, with it, that one is it came is, out. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. Go um, ahead. Shit happens. Came out right. I think it came out right when they released Gutter or when they were touring Gutter Phenomenon. Yeah, I think it was the tour of Gutter or or the Warp tour or whatever. Yeah, that they were on at the time, and that's what makes it so much. So, these two DVDs, they're both the same, but actually, no, they're totally different. So, the Every Time I Die <laughs> DVD, they're very similar, but they're totally different. So, Every Time I Die's DVD has a little bit of the backstory. It has them going on tour, it, like it shows them in, on the road. It shows a couple different styles of of being on the road, uh, but it also has interviews 
like they're on Warp Tour, I believe, and it has interviews of a bunch of other bands that play with them, um, and just talk about them and whatever. It's it's kind of it's fun that way. And Black Dahlia Murders is very similar. It shows them on the road, shows them on tour. Theirs doesn't have any other bands in it. It's just them. Yeah. Am I right? Shit happens has other bands in it, right? Or am I thinking of another fucking music? I used to watch band DVDs all the time. I love them. Yeah, no, I don't think. Uh, Every Time I Die does not have any other bands in it specifically like like playing their songs, but it shows other no, bands no, while they're playing on tour. That's it. Okay. No, there's. Uh, I meant. I meant like interviews with other bands about them. And I'm, oh yeah, that's sorry, that's I'm... that's shit happens. In in like. Okay. I think there's a couple interviews while they're just basically people just talk about how much of a gong show that band was when they were on Warped Tour. That's it. Yeah. No, that was. I love shit happens. So I'm. I would go out. I would bleh, stumble over my words. Idiot. But I would say. I would say my my. Uh, that's one of my favorite band DVDs, and then my favorite album of theirs is is. Uh, New Junk Aesthetic. That's your favorite album? 100%. I'm not like no judgment, but like kind of judgment. No, fair enough. My What's just my favorite song is Wanderlust. It always has been. I don't know why. It's a good song. It's a good song. And that's why. So oh, if I pick a song, that's the song. And it's from that album. So it's got to be the best album, right? I think. Yeah, totally. I think that. Uh, <laughs> that's New- just logic. <laughs> it's band math. I think that New Junk I just like I liked the heavier guitar riffs they had in other albums, and then I also like the like I guess the raw and like kind of edginess of Hot Damn and Gutter. So though, so those the other album there's like basically four other albums that I feel like are better than that album for me, for me personally. So yeah, and that's fine. You're allowed to have your own opinion. That's true. It might be doesn't, wrong. Yeah, but you're allowed to have it, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No, you're right. It doesn't matter. Your no one's opinion matters. So anyway, that's it. Pour one out for every time I die. I'm kind of excited. I, I have obviously I don't know them anyway. I was <laughs> I'm kind of choked because me and you have talked about going to tid the season for the last three years. Yep, and we're always like next year's the year. Next year's the year. Yeah, and now it's never gonna happen. But. Yeah. Whatever, I'm I'm excited to see what uh, I have a feeling they're going to do some stuff. Um, looking at the all the articles about it, there was an article in Exclaim. I didn't read it. I just read the title. It says that the members are excited to to start something new. So who knows what the future holds with these guys? Yeah, I think like I mean I'm obviously going to keep following both parties. I'll I'll keep following the the bulk of the band, and I'll keep following Mister Buckley if he. Keith, if he uh, continues on with something in the music industry, uh, but it, yeah, it, I'd say like it's definitely a little gut wrenching that I never ended up getting back down to not back down, getting down to Buffalo for to the season where they do a Christmas show that started off as just like basically like a local show in Buffalo where they dressed up in Christmas shit or decorated the stage stage in Christmas shit to being like a basically a full blown festival. Uh, weekend two night show, just music. and it was like pro wrestling, uh, um, uh, tons of other bands. Like they have, they have different bands playing on both nights. Uh, pretty incredible what they how they evolved in that Christmas show. Because I think it, it's I think in shit happens the DVD they play their Christmas show in Buffalo and it's like yeah it's crazy the difference now. But uh, that yeah, two thousand six. So I had that like I had that years. feeling. 
I had that feeling in the back of my mind where I was like, I want to go, I want to go to to the season. And I, you know, we say, okay, well, we, this year's not going to work. Let's try next year. And I'm like, they've been, you know, that was like, you know, they're, okay. They've been a band for 20 years. Okay. They've been a band for 21 years. It's like, fuck one of these years, they're not going to be kicking it anymore. And it's, I'm not going to get my chance and I lost my chance. So who knows? single, single tier. Who knows? Maybe, maybe they'll make up. I fucking doubt it. Yeah, I <laughs> don't. Judging I don't by know. how shit went down, I, I doubt it. But anyway, every time I die, you were fun. Good, good luck. I know you guys are listening, so thanks for, thanks for all the memories. Yeah, guys. and and uh, uh, thanks Andy Williams for being like the nicest guy whenever I met you on tour. Like when you when he when I'd go to shows in Calgary, I I try to. I always try to give the guy like a, Hey man, wicked show, like high five. And he's just like genuinely just wants to talk. He's just a super nice guy. He's the one of the guitar players. If you don't know, he's also a professional wrestler. Yeah. He and wrestles he's, for, what is it? AEW? AEW. Yeah. That's the one he's, uh, he, he was on Chris Jericho's podcast a while ago. So I listened to it. He's just such an interesting guy. He just loves wrestling and loves, you know, punk or hardcore, whatever you call it. Just loves playing music and yeah, I'm he's just he seems like a fun guy. The band always seemed like fun people, like like people you want to hang out with, you know? Yeah. Like, these exactly. guys would be really fun to just hang out with. And that's why the DVDs were so good, because they showed the lives. I guess that's why social media is good for kids now. Cause they I guess maybe feel like they're part of someone's life. I don't know. I think the DVDs did a better job than social media. Yeah, because it was like a temporary thing where you watch it and then it's over. Whereas social media just goes on forever <laughs> for fucking ever. Um, yeah. Switching gears here. I wanted to, uh, I guess, do, could you, can you say what you're, could you like on the spot? Could you pick a favorite song? A favorite Is there any song? chance? Yeah. Uh, I would say like in concert, it would probably be, oh, it'd probably be hot, either board stiff or kill the music. Oh yeah. Those are good. Um. Yeah, and I think me um, like it sounds like a little bit of a cop out because it's just one of their most popular songs now. But Map Change is phenomenal. I don't know if I know that one that well. Yeah, that's off of uh, Low Teens. Really fucking the, good. That's probably why I don't know it that much. I don't think I listen to Low Teens that much, so I Dude. will have to. Yeah, you listen. You to just gotta you just gotta often. throw throw each album on. In chronological order, for me, for me, and then just go to town. Just go to town on every time I die. So, um, I, I so I have to shift gears because I, I have to talk about this. Uh, you just talked about day, transmissions twice in the last two minutes. Transitions. Transmissions. What's transmissions? Like a transmission. Like you're like, like I'm gonna shift gears. Car? Sorry for shifting oh. gears. Gonna switch gears here. Hey, hey gear guys, down there, guys, big shifter. We're we're gearing we're gearing up for a new conversation. Uh, okay, okay. I I have to say, I went to a hockey game the other day. So did you? It was fun. We went Correct. to the Flames game. Um, fuck, it sucks going to a game when you can't have a couple beers or even a hot dog or even a pop. Even if I just wanted a fucking Pepsi or Coke, whatever they have, you can't even have that. You, can't take your mask off you can't there's a water station where you just fill up a little cone of water it's literally the stupidest thing in the whole wide it world it's so fucking dumb like i was glad i didn't pay for the tickets i feel bad for anyone who pays for tickets to go see that yeah 
It was yeah. a fun hockey game. But you know what? It was yeah, free. What? It was free. And yes. the Flames beat the fuck out of the Panthers. So they did. And uh my we got to bring the boy and he yeah. had fun. Your boy. So we did my boy, yeah. Your older boy. Yeah, we, we gotta specify because you can't just say the boy when there's three boys between the two of our child two of our families. That's true. We brought the oldest boy and he there was so he fell asleep on the way down. And so the first period he was fucking slumped in his chair. And Zoning. He was, he was just vibing, bro. <laughs> he was, he was just vibing. The fuck out. And then by the second period, he got his. He found his stride. He took a piss in the intermission, and then he was fucking dancing and having a great time, jumping around. I never got to go to. I know we, Let, we've kind of we've kind of talked about it before, but I've never got to go to NHL games as a kid. Uh, I'm assuming you didn't either. You, fuck no. You, I'm so far removed. I was so far removed from the NHL being in Kitimat when I was growing up. If we did, if we wanted to go to see an NHL game, it would have been a 17-hour drive and or a very expensive flight Played, to watch yeah. a very at a very expensive uh, cost of admission and that was not in the budget. So I do I I think the closest thing I ever came to an NHL and an NHL game was a fundraiser game during the lockout. I th- I want to say it was either it must have been the 05. Was it 05 they had a lockout? I think so. Oh, four or five. Yeah. So that season they did, there was like a uh, charity game in Prince George, which is like a six or seven hour drive from Kitimat. And a bunch of NHLers went and played in this charity game. And there was like guys like, I think George LaRock was there. Matt cook, you know, like benders, like not, not like your all-star caliber no, players. No, no but, Crosby's. Um, but that was about it. And I actually, that's where I got my signed jersey from. My mom uh, helped me because I was very shy at that age. She was like, go get signatures. Go get them to sign your jersey. So I got a Canucks jersey signed by a bunch of players that don't play, didn't play for the Canucks at the time. One of them did. Matt Cook at the time played for the Canucks. And I think that's the only player that signed my Canucks jersey out of like seven that actually played for the Canucks. That's a really long way of saying no, I did not watch any NHL games when I was a kid. In, oh, did, in, did you in ever drink? Fair enough. Did you ever go to Prince George for Cougars games or no? That's um, the WHL team, by the way. Yeah, in case you don't know, I do. I do think that I saw one Cougars game. It might have been when I was down there for a hockey tournament when I was a kid. I think I went Fair to enough. a Cougars game when I was there for a hockey tournament. Yeah, I wasn't sure if Joel ever took the youth out to Prince George for a night and went to a hockey game or something like that. Old Jay Hugs? No. You never know. No, I we, don't think he did. But we, we did, did have, have in Kitimat, we did have the motherfucking Ice Demons. And their junior B? No, not even not even close. Just their, beer league? I think it's called the Central Interior Men's Hockey League. Or the oh. or no. Central Interior Hockey League, CIHL, maybe that's what it is. I think. Let me Google it. Uh they, it's basically a men's league. So I don't know what you would classify it as, but I'd say it's like Actually, I, I honestly couldn't even tell you because it's since I since I moved to Calgary, I have not seen a Ice Demons game, so I would not even know what the caliber would be equivalent to. Fair enough. They got the that league. They got the Kitimat Demons, the River Kings, the Quinell Kangaroos, the yeah. I don't know who the who Steelheads. <laughs> That's the Smithers Smithers Steelheads, Hazelton Wolverines. 
Who's the stamps? Uh, they are. I'm, it's loading. Uh, um, the rhinos too. R- Rupert rhinos. Williams Rampage, Lake sorry. Stampeders. Oh, nice. Williams Williams Lake Stampeders. Um, so when I when I when I think when I was still watching them when I was a sub eighteen year old, uh, it was the River Kings. I think it's the Terrace River Kings. Kidamat Ice Demons, Smithers Steelheads, and I want to say that was it for the teams I remember them playing. That's sweet. I wonder what cal. I, I'm curious to see what kind of caliber it is. It's actually like it's actually pretty good hockey. It's basically people that played really good hockey and then got jobs and continued on living a normal life. They just yeah. If they live in Kitimat, they play basically play for the dice demons so it's good hockey i just couldn't tell you what it would be like best or you know closest equivalent to in a major like mainstream level of hockey that i could compare it to but did yeah i wonder who um like how it works like okay sorry i'm I'm just kind of curious about it so there's obviously in alberta at least i don't know bc but in alberta it's you are a kid. If you're good enough, you go to the WHL or junior somewhere. Doesn't necessarily mean WHL. If you're not quite good enough for that, you probably play junior A or junior B. And then usually most junior B people just kind of move on and play men's leagues. Something like the CIHL, right? Something like that league, right? Well, um, honestly, junior B is pretty bad. Is it? Okay. It's it's not it's not so good. It's okay. Yeah, it's not so good. I would say that I would say that the the CIHL is I would say more closely, uh, like WHLers or 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 junior hockeyers or junior A guys. Growing yeah, up. like there was there was definitely like kids that I played hockey with or kids that I remember you know growing up playing hockey in Kitimat and what that went on to play in junior A. A lot of them play for the ice demons or have played for the ice demons. So I'd say it's probably like a junior a, but if the, if like the ice demons played a junior a team, they'd probably fuck them up because they're grown ass men. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'd say like the quality of hockey is around the same. Gotcha. Yeah. Then, then I do have a question about, um, so in the NHL has the AHL, which is under it, um, which is the American hockey league. Mm-hmm. And then obviously there's a bunch of year leagues in Europe they're technically all the same level as the NHL. Technically, no. they're not. No, I'm saying like technically, oh, but the, like they like they're top pro leagues. Yeah, they're, they're the like top a top pro, pro league. The it's not NHL. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the closest is the KHL. But anyway, there's a bunch of European leagues, and then in the states, there's the ECA and Canada, the ECHL. What you the what fuck is the ECA East Coast Hockey League? But okay. what is it? It's just like I'm confused. Is is it like is it like tier three? Is it like baseball? Yeah. How they have like five tiers? Um, I would say that's the best reference. It's it's like a ECHL. The way I always describe it, or I've ever described it, is just basically the next step below AHL. So there's NHL, AHL, and I'd say ECHL is the next best. Uh, not college. Like I would, you could probably compare ECHL to NCAA. I might be crazy in saying that. I don't know. I don't watch a lot of ECHL games, but I would say ECHL. Like, I think the AHL teams would probably fuck up some NCAA teams, but I think that ECHL and NC and the NCAA would probably be 
kind of similar-ish. But NCAA but, but again, are... grown-ass men versus like, you know, College 20, 20 to 24-year-olds, you know? Do you think Do you think that NCAA players and or CEHL players, so whether it's the Ontario or Western Hockey League or Quebec, those junior guys, because they're a bit younger, WH or CHL are 16 to 21, I think. Yeah. And then NCAA guys are 18 college, to 22. College, college universities, yeah. Yeah. So do you think they're very even caliber? Like if Boston College was to play who, whoever the Memorial Cup champion is this year, or whoever, the Hitman, doesn't really matter. Just pick a team. Are they Are they going to be even? I would say it's going to be very even, yeah. Just because like uh, anytime you have a, a – a, well, I don't know, man. It's hard to say. Like, I don't watch a lot of NCAA hockey, so I think there's definitely some NCAA hockey that is, teams that are really good and quite possibly better than other CHL teams. But then you have some CHL teams that are would like light up an NCAA team. Um, I think it's very comparable. I would say, but the but the biggest difference is, like you said, there's going to be the odd player that's players that are younger like chl you can have like you said like exceptional hockey players that are 15 16 that are playing in the chl whereas ncaa is some kids some primarily choose that route yeah some Um, kids choose that route like the biggest benefit is that ncaa you're getting an education while you play well that's it there's i can't remember his name i and i'm not a hockey expert by any means I'm just ripping off Missing Curfews podcast that they talked about it. But I can't remember his name, but he was on the Macaravi or something like that. He was going to be on the World Junior Team this year. But he is playing NCAA, even though he's going to get drafted or is drafted, he's playing NCAA because that's how he wants to He wants to get a university degree instead of you know just playing junior hockey or, or going straight into the NHL. You know, and I don't know anything about the education he got, but do you know who else played for NCAA hockey? No, well, uh, probably lots of people. Johnny Gaudreau, Thatcher Demko, those are two that come to mind immediately. But there are others: Brock Besser, uh, Quinn Hughes, Brock Besser. Those guys all played NCAA. Um, J- Kevin and Jimmy Hayes. Yeah, there you go. I think there's like I think the the biggest benefit or the biggest like advantage to playing in NCAA is that some of these guys are getting like top tier university scholarships to play hockey and that education. Whereas CHL you bill it and you play basically traveling team hockey, but you have to do essentially, uh, what is it called? Distance. Edu- what's it called? Distance education. Yeah. Distance ed or, or correspondence, whatever correspondence. That's what I was looking for. Um, so it's a totally different, a totally different approach to it. Um, but having said that, it's different age groups. So you that's got true guys that are doing like grade 11, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but you cannot. And I did, I just learned this. I, my dad told me this at Christmas. I think learned, learned, I learned it. Um, I you just can't, asked you a question, bruh. You can't play in the CHL at 16 or 17. If you plan to play NCAA, it takes away. I think it takes away eligibility. Or something like that. I don't you know how to, that works. You have to commit. Yeah. You have to pick which route you go. So that's why some of the better players are, are choosing to play Junior A or Junior B. Because that's... Or not Junior B, but Junior A. Because that's allowed. But under the CHL, I think there's a weirdness. 
Anyway, that whatever. I have a I question know, for you. I don't know anything about that. I don't either. I don't, I'm not I saying just, it couldn't be true, but I just don't know anything about it. I'm just bringing it up. So just ask I, Dean about it. Dean knows a lot about junior hockey. Fair enough. <laughs> he, he knows a lot about it. He was doing great until he fucking got kicked in the head climbing a fucking, what's it called? Dude, hey, Dean, got a, hey Dean, got, Dean got a concussion from me and him wrestling. I threw him in a, I, I whipped him into a rear naked choke. He tapped, but he had been choked long enough that when he stood up, he passed out. And he fell down and smoked on his way down. He smoked his head on the couch arm. So he got a yeah. kettle, uh, uh, concussion, a concussion on that one. As but well. that was He's after got a lot his, of concussions. That was after his hockey career was quote unquote done. Bro, Ambrose University? No. <laughs> Come on. No, I know he played at Ambrose, but. Pinnacle um, hockey. That's the pinnacle of his hockey career. No, no. He was. And I, I just. And I'm. He's whatever. He's my cousin, and I'm I'm proud of him for what he did at the time. Um, but I still remember when he was like 15 or 14 at a Saskatoon Blades camp, and they moved him up. They moved him up age age groups because he was that good at the time. Yeah, yeah. So I know I doubt that he would ever. I don't. I don't want to discourage. He might have made it. Who knows? A different life, but he's got his life where he's at now, and it's perfect, and we love him. Um. Anyway. When it comes to hockey or or any North American sports leagues, this is, I just thought about this when we were talking about all these leagues. Um, so you think of NHL. We'll use that as an example because we're talking about hockey. So the worst team in the league is in – they used to just get the first pick, but now they're in a draft lottery and they get first pick of the next year. Do you think teams would try harder and to do better if we had relegation? Do you know what relegation is? Uh, I don't know the definition of relegation. I just know that basically you get a relegation game to determine who doesn't get to come back to a tournament. Okay. So the way, and, and bear with me, I know you don't give a fuck about European soccer, Sure but, don't. Just, but here you go. So in the English premier league, so just like the AHL and the NHL and the ECHL just, well, they have more, they have like five or six, but there's the Premier League, which is the number one, and then underneath that, there's the I can't I think it's called English Championship, and then there's one under that, whatever. There's tiers. So the winner of let's say tier two, so the AHL will use hockey. So the the person who won the championship or the top two teams in the AHL would then become the next year's NHL. They would be in the NHL the next year. And the bottom two NHL teams would move down every year. Gotcha. And they would, and so, and so every year there's a chance and whether it's two or three or one, however it works, but the bottom would be relegated. So the, so the, let's say right now, who's the worst NHL, the Arizona, is it Arizona or Montreal? Whoever no, it is. Sure. Sure. Isn't. I think it's Montreal. Seattle okay. Montreal. So Montreal would next year would be in the AHL if they did shitty. And then whoever, let's say the only AHL team I can think of right now is the Charlotte checkers. Why is that the only AHL team you can think of? Because I read them today. Now I know more. I know the wolf, the Chicago Wolves. I know the River Rats. <laughs> I know more. Let's just, let's just say. How dare you? Let's just say the 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 what's it? Albany River Rats. There you go. There's another one. Let's say that the they Rochester were number one. Rochester Americans or Rochester. So both of those teams. Pause. Got got yeah. Montreal, thirty second out of thirty two teams, sitting at a measly eight and twenty five. And five. <laughs> They're fucking terrible. Who's who's thirty first? Arizona. 
Okay. They're now they're 10, they're 10, 24, and 4. Ottawa Senators, 11, 20, and 2. The Montreal Canadiens have played 38 games and they have eight wins. It's embarrassing. And they were considering in the, they considering were in the they were in a cup final. final. Was it the cup final? They broke cup final against the against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah. They're fucking terrible, bro. All right. Now look up the top two. Look up the AHL standings. Okay. Real quick. Hang on. Real quick. Can you do like elevator music for me? Din, din, din. Oh, that's Jeopardy music. No, I'm not going to do it. Why? You started, bitch. Den, 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 den. He's looking shit up, folks. It's loading. Yeah. All right, perfect. Anyway, so at the end of this year, we have the Arizona Coyotes and the Montreal Canadiens. If that was the if if the score right now was the end, they would move down into the AHL, and then the top two AHL teams, whoever they are, pause, paused. The best teams in the AHL top two teams in the AHL right now are the Chicago Wolves sitting at 24 wins six losses two OT losses and one shootout loss there you go Utica Comets 25 well, and four that's Vancouver's team in it not anymore oh okay yeah either way now it's so the, now it's the Abbotsford Canucks and they're 12 and 12 I thought it was Abbotsford Heat yeah, they all they change very frequently. So okay. due due to like COVID stuff, obviously oh, U- Utica is in America, uh, so it was just easier and made way more sense for um, Abbotsford to take on the AHL team. Dan could tell you a lot more. He knows a lot more about hockey than I do, especially AHL that kind of stuff. But so, yes, so, the, so Canucks, anyway, the Canucks used to be the Canucks used at least the the original like the, the first AHL team that I remember the Canucks having was the Manitoba Moose. Then it was the, the I think, Chicago Wolves. Then it was Utica Comets. And now it's the Abbotsford Canucks. There you go. Yeah. Fun That's facts. Like Stockton is the Flames, which is... The, the Stockton Heat. Stockton Heat. Anyway, so we have Utica and Chicago who would move up into the NHL next year. And Montreal and... Arizona would move down to the AHL. See, the only problem I, I with think that, though, that would be cool. It would be cool, but the only problem is that the Chicago Wolves have players on their team that hold contracts with NHL teams. So you would essentially have a player who's playing in the NHL who's under contract with another team in the NHL. Yeah, there'd have to be some some they would moving have to around. Figure out. Yeah, they'd have to figure out a way to like if whatever teams were uh, from the AHL that moved up to the NHL, those, those players would all immediately have to like get contracts. Like it would, it would be, there would be a logistical nightmare to be fair. It, However, it, it, it very be, cool in concept. They probably do that. Cause in, in, I know it's the same system, right? There still is the farm system in the States or sorry, in, uh, in England for soccer. So, they they do have their farm teams underneath them in the other leagues, so I don't know exactly how it works. You're right; there would be a logistics issue. I just I, after and I I only learned this when watching Ted Lasso, which Taylor's talked about. <laughs> Fuck you! Is, you need is to that watch what brought this, show. this whole? Is that what brought this whole conversation up? No, well, it's yeah, I guess technically. <laughs> I I wasn't here to talk about that show. I'm just talking about how cool of a concept it is that 
Like, can you imagine that with with Major League Baseball? Because they have four leagues underneath, or whatever it is. So you could watch. I I don't know. I think it's I I can't remember what it is, but is it? I'm assuming it's MLB and then Triple A, Double A, Single A, and then below that. So just imagine that all of a sudden Triple A teams that were doing really well made it in, and then they just become the biggest team. That'd be pretty cool. I would love to see that kind of thing happen, and and, and it, it won't. It, it won't, would be like but. a it would be like a Cinderella, a new Cinderella story every year. Exactly. Or teams like Montreal could get fucking sent down where they deserve <laughs> for a little <laughs> They're while. So bad. Yeah. They're so right, bad. Right, Gerard. Favorite team. That's my father-in-law's favorite team. How how would you honestly like? I don't even know. It's a that's like the worst roller coaster ride in the world. You go from the Cup final to being literally the worst team in. They're fu- like there's fucking they fucking suck. They're just so bad. <laughs> <laughs> They're fucking brutal. But honestly, though, like, um, like totally serious. Um, they're fucking horrible. Yeah, yeah, you said that. <laughs> yeah, no, I I agree. It's they're they're brutal, and I and I so like that's watching. why it'd be fun to get them sent down next year if they're not going to fucking pick up their bootstraps because. Could you imagine? Could you imagine the Montreal Canadiens, holder of the record for most Stanley Cups in NHL history, getting relegated relegated the to the AHL? Yeah, and then the <laughs> and, other teams and, and and the most recent Canadian team to win a Stanley Cup. Really, were they ninety three? I think they won a Stanley Cup. I think oh, that's the last yeah, time yeah, yeah. a Canadian team won. Yeah, Vancouver came close in ninety four. Remember that. <laughs> that's i that's that's low it. blow bro low I, know, bro. I know i know i got you low blow um, low bro i i just have one more question for you and i've just literally that's it. that's it one more question for you i've literally been meaning to ask this question for weeks weeks and weeks i i've just i want to do it on the podcast because i'm curious i don't know okay. why i want to do it here why do you and taylor and sorry everyone why do you and taylor in our fantasy league what is the purpose of it of removing your players that aren't playing that day off off your skating <laughs> roster like is there an actual purpose I'm, I'm i'm honestly curious i see you guys do it and i'm like it's just something to do first only- of all first of all yeah mind your fucking business <laughs> okay second, whatever second of all <laughs> how dare you and thirdly <laughs> uh it makes me feel nice that my roster looks clean it looks neat and tidy. Players okay. that aren't playing are on the bench. Players that are playing are skating. Simple uh, as that. That is a hundred percent. That's a hundred percent fine. I get that. I like. I. I'm, it makes sense to me. <laughs> I'm. I'm the opposite. I want to see. I don't want to see a hole in my roster. If when I had to put people who are the only guys I have in a position on the bench, it's just I have to fill it because I don't like that empty spot. Honestly, it's just easy. It's just so. E- it makes it just visually easier to like, okay, those are the guys that are playing. Makes sense. Yeah. Like I don't I don't need to see the guys that aren't playing on my skated roster. Also, especially for goalies, if I were to say need an emergency goalie pickup and I needed to like make a quick move, I don't need to put somebody on the bench to be able to put a goalie in. I just uh. I just slap them in there. Or again, like a skater, if I'm like, I got to pick up a fucking centerman tonight. You get a COVID fucking up, protocol. Throw them on, on the roster. Don't got to put a, don't got to bench somebody. 
like, bro, you're adding steps, which I feel like you should know better by now. So I'm embarrassed for you. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I make stupid moves all the time. Also, you are in, you are ahead of me in the standings, so I'll like, just shut the fuck up now. By two points, we're we're right there. You're we're gonna we've been floating back and forth. Well, Let's no, we haven't been throwing, floating back and forth. You've been in second place almost all year. No, no, I was in fourth like three weeks ago, four mm-hmm. weeks ago. Yeah, Jed was oh, ahead was, of me. Oh, that's right, my brother was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jed was ahead, of, but we've but I'm saying Dan's been in number one. Me and you have been floating second, third. I went to fourth for a little bit. Yeah, but whatever. Dan's lead has been shrinking. It has been every week. Yeah. I can, we, I can you, actually. You fucking crushed him last week. Crushed him you know by one point. Yeah, by one point. <laughs> actually, by one block. And what I was, what I found the funniest thing about that was that he, like, literally, if if he had gotten one more block, we would have had a tie in the matchup. He had his the player, like the players that he had playing that day on Sunday. They had, I think it was like two and a half periods of hockey to get one block. And nobody got a block. It was unbelievable. Not one of them. Not one of them. Not one of them could do one block shot. So, Dan, I have one word of advice for you. Pick up some players with heart, bro. <laughs> oh, he was fucking choked. Even this week, he's choked. <laughs> he's, choked. He's, he's choked every... Well, he's not choked that bad. He's just... Today, he's like, fucking this team, I can't remember what it was, but he's like, here's the week, chumps, like just throwing in the towel on Wednesday. I do that. I made a mistake today, and it happens. Whatever. I'm looking at his matchup right now. He is getting kind of pumped in the lower categories. Is he actually? I haven't haven't looked at his team. I haven't really looked at his today. Chumps has got 49 hits. He's got 25 and 34 blocks to 19. He's getting kind of pump down there and then pims yeah he's down by a couple yeah uh, oh, fair enough that's that's being a little i'd say that's a little dramatic daniel you have some you have some space that you could work with there you'll be all right it's only thursday there's time there's time everybody saturday sundays baby saturday sundays are your big days especially now that we got no olympic break we're making up some serious sketch games there. oh buddy me and you we have a month of of playing each other are you actually serious? Yeah, me and you, we play each other from January 31st to February 28th or whatever. That that was the how, Olympic how, break. Why do you know that? Because I looked it up a while ago because I knew there was a big long, because it was the Olympic break originally. And when they canceled the Olympics and then yesterday or two days ago, they said they're rescheduling a bunch of these postponed games for that time period. So, what, 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 so why would Yahoo make a four-week matchup? Because at the original time, it goes from the all-star break to the Olympic break, and there was no games for that whole middle section. I don't care. But because there's been postponed games, now it's a four-week chunk, and I'm playing you. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Going to be fun. Well, it should be even. We've both had postponed games. It should be fairly close. Oh, no, I'm not saying it's not going to be close, but I'd rather play Dean for four four weeks than, than you. I love you, Dean. But you're, <laughs> but you're, sense. but you're, but you're, but you're not good. Yeah, <laughs> at managing a fantasy team. But you're. It's. I don't think it's that he's not good. It's that he just doesn't. He doesn't give a shit. Doesn't yeah. give a shit. He's got other shit going on. Doesn't give a shit. He's. He's. Let's just look here. He. So the most amount of uh, at roster moves in the league is Dan at forty four, and then Dean is in tenth out of ten at ten. 
I'm probably up at the top five, probably top three even. You're second. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Sorry, no, wait. 4440, you're... Can you see this shit on the app? You're third. Yeah. I don't you're even third know, I don't for know roster moves. I am like sixth on sixth for roster moves, I think. Something like that. No, either way. Yeah. You, you go to league and then you go view details. There you go. So Boom. We, we play each other for a month. So we need to have a side bet of some kind for that, that week. Dude, fuck off with the side bets. Last year we had the side bet where... Did we tell anybody about that? No. Should we tell them? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Okay. So last year we had a side bet. This is well before, I think it was like before first round of playoffs. Oh yeah. Before, because we like, were, we were one and two. Yeah. We were sure. first and second. And then, and then Daryl, you were like, Hey, if we make it to the final, we should like fucking not, not make touch any our moves. rosters and like, we'll split the pot. And I was like, okay, I'll consider it. And then we ended up making it at the finals. And you were like, okay. So we is should how, like is that how I talk? make. Okay. Yeah. You were like, okay, bro. We, we should make like three moves beginning of the week on Monday. And that's it. And then no more roster moves. And then we split the pot. And I was like, counter offer. No we moves whatsoever. Them. No moves whatsoever. So we did zero moves the entire week. We didn't touch our roster aside from skating our players with the, with the, uh, exception of you can add a player if you have injuries. So if there was somebody went down for uh injury, you could add a, a new skater goalie, whatever. Uh, other than that, no touching your roster aside from skating them. And I pumped the fucking shit out of you and I had to share the pot. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah. That's not what I meant by a side bet this year. I meant like, fuck, if you win, I have to buy you a <laughs> bottle of bullet bourbon. Oh, decent. <laughs> like, Let's do that. Like you, you got to get me a, 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 you know, a couple four packs of Aloha Orange Vanilla, or sorry, Alo <laughs> Monday Orange Vanilla Hard Seltzers. I just crushed two of them. They're dude, so good, dude. You just said, "Hey, if you win, I'll buy you bourbon, and if I win, you got to buy me a fucking hard ass <laughs> seltzer, bro." <laughs> yes, yes, I did. I am a fucking man. <laughs> <laughs> Suck my dick, world. Uh, hey, did you ever t- tell Dan about that side bet? Oh yeah, I think Dan knew. Okay, I think no, I don't think he knew at the time. I think I told him later. Me and Dan have a bet um, that we're gonna probably do before, so we play each other once more. I think like four weeks before the playoffs. So okay, we, we've talked about it. I'll, I'll say it on here. You tell me if it's stupid, but we're gonna bet that week. Whoever wins that week gets to give the other player their worst player and then the other team gets the better player. But that whoa, whoa back it up. Pause. So let's say I win. I so take you, Ovechkin from listen, him. If he wins, listen. he takes Matthews from me. Matthews. Listen. See what I say? Yeah. I'm I, listening. I do. But that means that if you're the if you're the loser of the bet, that means that you have to get their worst player for their best player. Yeah. Like you have to give up your best player and then in return you would give them whoever your worst you want. player. Whoever you want. Yeah. That is the worst bet. The worst bet ever. But hey, you guys are in first and second, so you can do the fuck you want. <laughs> we'll By see all means, we actually, man. We'll see if I actually want to do that when when the time comes. That sounds terrible. 
That sounds, yeah, that sounds really bad. That'd be like, oh, I just, I just want to bet that equivalent bet. Give me dry sidle and I'll, and I'll give you <laughs> fucking, did you fucking whoever? I'll, I'll give you uh, this, Delorier. Yeah. This injured fuck. No. Okay. Did you see dry sidle's interview the other day? It was so fucking funny. The reporter's like, why I think I watched like- it 10 times. Oh, I think I watched okay. it 10 times. <laughs> so you've seen it. Okay. It is it so funny. amazing. Watch it. Everyone. It's hilarious. Honestly, that's like the most, like the most cocky, like shithead reporter ever. Yeah, hundred like, percent. Like, you're, who the fuck is that guy to say? You're, why are you so snotty? Or what was he saying? Like, why are you so basically? Whatever, what, what did he call him? I, something along those lines. But it was fucking. Yeah. Dry saddle had he was in his right mind to say, you know what, fuck you, and walk out. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. You ask stupid questions, you get stupid answers. Idiot. I want to. I want to say congratulations as well. Totally different subject. But I also re- want to say congratulations to you too. No, not this. Isn't to you. <laughs> Oh, okay. Not to you. Don't no congrat. Don't congratulate yourself. Congratulations to the fucking country of England for getting their head out of their ass. Yeah, let's all let's Good just all, work. Have, round of applause. Have a, have a moment here to to uh, to thank uh, Boris, the, the Boris. man, the myth, the legend, for finally shaking some sense into some people. Uh, let's hope no more restrictions. No more restrictions for England. And no, no. Apparently, no, they no still more restrictions have, ever. They still voluntarily have restrictions. They voluntarily. Have, well, no. Yes, you can voluntarily wear a mask. You can do whatever. The restrictions they have are the, um, like the the if you get sick, stay home. The kind of common sense restrictions. Okay, they have yeah, those. That doesn't count. That doesn't count. I mean, restrictions like no COVID yeah. passports, yeah. no fucking mandated masks, no mandated vaccines. Like the guy is a brilliant man. Clearly, he knows what he's talking about because. You know, well, clearly they're going to have a better economy than the rest of the world if they fucking pull it off. I mean, they definitely if 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 maybe uh, maybe not that big, but I just I fucking hope that happens here so bad. If dental clinics were were, uh, public in England, yeah, they'd have a lot of money. Um, (laughs) No, I think that. I think that uh, Mr. Well, it's not going to happen with Justin Trudeau because that guy's fucking re- absolutely ridiculous and doesn't know anything at tell, all. Ever. Tell us how you really feel. Um, well, I'm trying to be a little less like aggressive about it, so no, I'm trying I, to like, use nice soft oh, words. But makes sense. Yeah. Like if I could, if I, I think right now, right in this moment, like in my current life, if I could punch somebody as hard as I could, like with all my strength. If I had to choose one person and I could never punch anybody else in, for the rest of my life, no. if I could punch one person right, like right in the nose, bop them right on the sniffer, as hard as I could with everything that I had in me, I'd pick Justin Trudeau. Ah, uh, you say that, but I think right, ju- very close, very closely ahead of child rapists, but still ahead. Oh, he is ahead. I was just gonna say. There's probably like some fucking scumbag out there doing some horrible shit to people. You might want to like put them side by side and then make your decision at that point. I think you do the right thing. No, I think doing the I think doing the right thing is Justin <laughs> Trudeau. And no, I, whatever. Oh, I thought I thought that was it. Anyway, Isaac, fucking. We keep on. We keep on saying like we're this, here. We're wrapping up. We're wrapping up. It's like an hour and ten minutes now, bro. Well, we're we're here. No, 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 no. There's that whole section at the beginning. Doesn't matter. We're here. Do you, I'm giving I'm giving you the code word for the day. Okay. 
um, choice. choice choice yeah aka give people the choice to make their own fucking decisions and with that <laughs> you just took you just took the words out of my like you just put words in my mouth but are they the are, ones are you like are you like assuming what i was gonna say yeah the same Bro. way i assume a lot of things about a lot of people <laughs> yeah awesome. give everybody give give canadians the choice you fuck bag yeah. all right that's it all right aggressive okay bye everybody Later. My lonely self will understand.